Experience Rocket Mortgage Classic Picks Preview One and Done. Maybe some bets for you, recapping last week. And there's a lot to recap, folks, especially a lot of the winners that were out there for the second consecutive week. Remember, everyone out there, smash the like button for the video. Give me your winner for the week in the comment section. And if you are downloading the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, I mean, if you're watching this video, subscribe to the podcast too. Use double the views, double the clicks. We could use that. Scroll down to the very bottom and rate it. Five stars. You can leave a review, too. That would be fantastic. I might have some more Millionaire Maker Ticket free entries this week. I'll be releasing those on Twitter, uh, presumably around Wednesday at noon Eastern time. Because that's when it's been the last two weeks. They tell me on, like, Tuesday evening or something like that. But that's usually when it's been. That's been somewhat consistent. So uh, that's when I'm doing the giveaways this week. I had 400 bucks to give away this week. Uh, we'll see how many I get this week. I wish they would tell me in advance so I could tell you. But this is what I know. At the moment, so that's what it is. Join the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League, too. The PME Open. The link is in the description of this video and podcast. There's already 3,000 people entered in this contest, uh, so seats are dwindling very quickly. It's filled by Monday evening the past two weeks. I expect it to do it again this week, so get your spot now if you want to play in the best tournament on DraftKings. Why? Because it is rake-free. Jeff Feinberg is in studio. There's a backdoor into that tournament. just scumbagging me right off the top you find it by going to the podcast and then i get the download for the podcast that's the exchange that i make well where's everyone else getting it they found it in yesterday's show i do the first look show it's up there that's where they're getting it you know of a different way to you no i don't you want a text thread where people are do not share around the link oh that's that's trouble yeah that's big time that's how you get banned for life even if oh yeah, DK to ban you for my contest. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't share it. I've seen you uh, really take care of people. Yeah, I tried to. I was just amazed last night. We were already filling up, but I forgot like a few others about your uh, Sunday drop show. The, the Sunday I came out Saturday night. The past two weeks, I come in on Saturday afternoon, bang it out. It was great this week because the golf got finished like super early on Saturday. I thought it was fantastic. Golf, I, I could use it, like, pumped up a little bit. But like, golf over by three for round three? I'm 100% in on that. I think there are stages of life where the timing like would work, does work better. I think the phase we are in, I completely agree. This early round, we got the young children. But when you're older, I feel like, you know... When you're Tim Andercast? Or you live a life of, of Tim... You get out, you play your golf in the morning, you come home, and you watch leaders tee off. Couldn't you just do that in reverse order? Couldn't you just go play your golf in the afternoon? I, I, I think there's this concept of even if you're watching golf, you're still, like, around the house as opposed, for dinner while you're for the family. Well, if it was the other way around, you're, you're literally gone. Good, good napping time, too, that late afternoon golf, like when the, when the like CBS coverage kicks in. Like an hour into that, I could take a nap. It's essentially no like an open championship when they tee off that early. I love it. Right? Yeah. But I also like what else? What else do you really got going on on a Saturday morning? Listen, Unless you're going to play golf. I'm here That's for it. all the variations. I get. I enjoy the Hawaii time. Yeah. Like where yeah. it's like late night. Sometimes. I enjoy. I watch less of it. Uh, you know, with Chambers Bay and Pebble and the match play at Harding Park where we are 
going into the uh, pre-fight of Pacquiao Mayweather. Okay, sure, yes. If it's a major-esque field or a WGC and it happens once or twice a year that we get primetime golf, I love that. That's great. For your average week, give it to me in the morning. I'm good yeah, on Sunday. I, yeah, I let no. it go through. Yeah, Saturday. Right. I'm down. I'm good for morning golf as long as the networks treat it like it's afternoon golf. Well, it was a bit difficult this week. They were not prepared for that. And yeah, there are a lot of circumstantial things. No, mad. I, it was just a tipping point again. It was on TV here in Canada. Oh, we were great. I was mad before I knew that. I never would have gotten mad if I knew it was just the Americans getting screwed. I mean, if you put in like CBS slash golf, you could have just streamed it. And if you can't figure out how to mirror your phone to your TV, you're just a fucking moron. No, I can, but it's still a different, it's a different quality. And for me, it's not even that. It's not even the ability. I want the product treated as, as, um, as quality as I feel for it. Like, I want the people that host the product, that pay to televise it, to treat it with the respect I feel it deserves. I'm certainly capable of mirroring my television. Uh, some people aren't. Some people might find it more difficult. Some people might need to spend eight minutes on the phone with their father teaching them how to do three buttons. That's just the reality. I don't but, know how many 80-year-old viewers we have. But I just... No, but of watching the golf. Yeah, but you said your dad didn't care anyway. He would have watched it. No, on I wasn't talking about me. Yeah, but the people... My dad, yeah, my dad watch, would watch that tape delay. Yeah, would tape delay, shit. here we go. Wouldn't <laughs> give a shit. Oh, play three hours ago? Like I said, he's got no app. He's not checking no leaderboard. He doesn't have no five or six lineup he needs to pay attention to. Wouldn't even know what it is. Uh... I just want the pro like if any game that was real got moved, it would be treated respectable. Golf is still in its own like golf island, which maybe will be if we get a few more COVID tests. Yes, we'll see about that. But the COVID stuff in general, like the lack of people on site, like it's what if this was like a normal week, nothing had happened. It's crappy, but this is how you would presume it would be anyway. But now that there are fewer like production people on site, you have to coordinate like across the globe in six different places to get the broadcast out. I think it's just a bit more challenging. We're getting shot tracer from New Zealand. Yeah, and they, there's a backup in like San Diego, yeah. and in, was, in Burbank. Yeah, that, yeah that's, what, that's what Nance is saying every week. They draw the map. I like yeah. it. No, it's, I, I, that's I, the I reality of it. I was walking around Sunday. I went for like an hour and a half long walk. I was listening to the radio broadcast the entire time. Great broadcast. They need to cut it out with the momentum talk. Every shot, momentum has swung. It's like momentum can't swing like that. It's not how it works. I'm sorry. They get Every excited. Single they get excited. Fucking shot. Well, D Dustin Johnson clearly has the momentum. It's like, well, I thought he had the momentum, but then he made a bogey. So Brendan Todd has the momentum. Now it's like, what are you talking about? Fuck off. Just I, call the shots. I actually spent very little time with the radio on on Sunday, so I didn't hear what you're saying. But I I can't be smirch radio. They the, the passion they deliver it with is appreciated. I, I like when they are clearly rooting for someone. Like there was one guy, the guy who was following around the Streelman group was clearly rooting for Kevin Streelman to win. I, li I like that sort of like yeah. homerism on the radio broadcast. I do. It's like when people watch I don't know baseball games. You want your, like, Homer guy cheering for your team. I, I get it. The best thing about radio, too, is um, you get way better post-round interviews. I don't really care about that. Oh. What, are they gonna, like, what, what are they telling me? Like, oh, yeah, did, didn't hit it great today. Thanks. I saw. No, no, <laughs> way, way in, in depth. Uh, like, it's, it, well, I guess it depends on the player. But this is like Bryson was talking. This is where the Bryson, like, six protein shakes a day. Uh, You're came, into that sort out. of stuff. I don't care. Like you, you, you watch that like weird Chargers channel when they do press conferences. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean? Like, you go to, like, Chargers Instagram and watch, like, whatever the fuck they post. Not behind the scenes the, with, I don't know, oh, you Denzel Perriman. Anything behind that wall, I am in for. On that note, I finished The Last Ride. Uh, better, uh, I'd argue, better than The Last Dance. Uh, the Undertaker, I guess it's a five or six part documentary that followed him over the last couple years as he struggled with yeah. the decision to retire. Like, oh my God, it was out, it was outstanding. I'm glad to hear that. Was it transparent? Because it's a WWF, WWE production. Like, is it fair? Yeah, it seemed very fair. Oh, yeah, you got a lot of like, Current superstars are uh, saying, like, he should retire. Like, because they're interviewing, like, two years ago. Like, I'm feeling, I don't like watching this. Uh, you still have Michelle McCool. Still, still a knockout. Uh, anything behind the wall, I love seeing. And you said the Chargers are freaking hard knocks. Are they? Yeah. Oh, fun. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want you seeing it. I only want to see it. It should just be a private Here, feed here's for the, me. Here's the thing about it. I hate hard knocks. I've been out on hard knocks yeah, for, for a while. Well, it's a, here's the it's thing. It's the same thing every single year. Yeah, it's been the same show since it was created. Now, if it's your own team, that's like different. I'll see Austin Eckler playing the guitar. Everyone's having a, Everyone's in the best shape of their lives. It's actually a joint hard knocks, Rams and Chargers. Oh, Pretty super. weird. I actually wonder oh, if McV- McVeigh is going to be such a star. Do you think that will continue? I mean, why would they even let more crew into the locker rooms now? I, I don't know. I don't really. We're know. off track. Yeah. I'm sorry. My fault. Yeah, we're 10 minutes in. We haven't talked any golf yet. You know what I can talk about? I don't really love the board, so yeah, maybe it's, we it's, could we'll, just we'll, keep talking. Yeah, we'll fly through the board this week. It's not great. Uh, not not a major-esque field in Detroit this week. Uh, I think what they were looking at it at the very outset, that you know, Travelers gets this field, and Heritage, and Colonial. You know that the guys at Rocket Mortgage are like, come on, please everyone show up, and then everyone's like, yeah, fuck this tournament. They thought they might have, <laughs> oh, the big boys will play two in a row, skip Travelers, maybe we can get some to ours, but... I think the second they saw the hat trick commitments from and, the elite and, players. And back-to-back Memorial. Because if uh, you go play Memorial once, you're probably going to yeah. play it twice. That This is the very logical week to skip. And I was kind of wrong in the Memorial breakdown. It just seems like there's one full, full field and one semi-full field event. I thought one of them was like an actual WGC, like strength field. It seems like there's like a 120-man field and a 160-man field. Yeah, so the workday, I believe, is what's replacing the John Deere. That'll be 156 players. And then the 120 is like the regular Memorial Invitational, where it only has the 120 players. They got rid of that for Heritage and Colonial because they needed to have people back. But the Memorial's Jack's like, now. If we're going to play it here twice, we're going to have the real one. Then you can have your phony baloney one that pays like 600K if you win. That's a lot of milkshakes for two weeks. This is true. Packing on the pounds when you head to Ohio. Mirfield Village. Um, So, viewers of the show and members of FantasyNational.com. Use 20%. Get 20% off by using FantasyNational.com slash mayo, by the way. Uh, Turns out they had a good week, Jeffrey. You ready for this? It's a long list. Gardner Reese, $231,864 of winnings on DraftKings. Danny Triplett, my man, Danny's going through a very tough time right now. Uh, tweeted at me. Um, our wish, our 
anything we can do, like I told you, anything we can do, if it's just making you laugh and killing some time, uh, we're all here for it. So best shout out to Danny. He won 117K on DraftKings. <clears throat> he reached out to me. Um, so shout out to Danny on that one. Andrew turned 495 into $27,625. <laughs> Rambo won 27K on 2700 on DK, 18K on a $1,000 bet on DJ. Chris Lowe won... $6,175 off $42 of entries. Riku, our guy, $2,500 into $9,700. Austin Eckhart, $600 into $2,400. Richard Sukrin, $102 into $4,300. Jason Bennett, the showdown master, played $53 worth of entries, cashed out $6,400 on DraftKings. Tim Buma, 24 into 575. Andy Phillips turned $5 into $1,035. He won the 25 cent jukebox and the $1 single entry GPP. Tom Wise, 80 into 530. Brian Boyer, 175 into 6,600. Kevin Tuey, 300 into 3,600. Jamie Chapin, 12 into 128. Good ROI. Clint Ward played 25 cents worth of entries this week. He won $175. <laughs> love it. Love it. Ryan Conley, 190 into 2693. Brad Taylor won 5K. Uh, ben, 140 into 1,033. Daryl Longley, 42 into 186. Eric, 875. David Hampton, 800. That's just on DraftKings. You ready for this? <laughs> Screenshots of the people who hit themselves. Some Dustin Johnson coming off a Webb Simpson, making it four winners in five events for me, five winners in six events for Jeff Feinberg. <sighs> YNWA, Chris Heath, Nikki Noodles, Kaz, Riley, Eric, Odenthal, Ryan, Chris Lowe, Brad McAllister, Michael Raffle, Ross Bilderson, Dallas Kurtz, Tim Peterson, Blair Bushy, Joe Weaver, Bobby Gordon, Travis Fizzy, Glenn G, Joe Goodman, Drew P, the captain, Steve Mack, Bob, Matt Gapelier, Chris Legger, Brian Gerald, TYBO, Aaron FTW, Darren Dion Sandals, Jonathan Rose, Stuart Gallagher, he's DFS, Brad Brzezinski, Kevin Amber, Eric, Chad Meadows, Adam Winston, Big Gut Sports, Unchiels, Jay Horn, BJY, Jay Knock, Adam Ronas, Christopher Caro, Golf Pat, Tyler Dupree, Brandon Cook, Eddie Moore, The Me, John Hanlon, R. Kellogg, Alan Beavers, Mike Furcus, Curtis E. Flush, that's a good name, Josh Men- Mira Montez, Casey Keys, Michael Shady, Brian. Thomas Ray, Dub McLean, Glint Mack, R Hoops, Jordan Irk, Tim Pichetti, Kevin Reed, Tower Matteras, David Sachs, Marshall Clark, Mark Huntington, Chris Meany, Penny Check, Colin <laughs> Bovin, Alex Scoros, Austin Webster, David Lundy, Eric O'Neill, Gary and Thorne, and Jake Han! There was another hundred names on that list. I had to stop going. That was freaking amazing. My boy Jed Lowe. His daughter was born on the same day as DJ's birthday last week. Not a DJ guy decided this is just fate. Fate. Uh, and it and it happened. So, like, what a... I said this last night on Twitter. DJ wins. It's a personal thing, I guess. They always feel better. I don't know. They he's, feel he's better. He's your guy. Like, he... You're, rock, you're rocking Team Adidas today? Oh, what a guy. What a... What a... What a it felt almost there were times I thought I was reliving like the Fowler Phoenix win of last year. But at a better number. At a better number, but like just the in, these insane like things that were that kept happening. And Streelman just oh my god, like the Streelman eclipse always scared me all day. Well, All J- day you just worry that eclipse once the two generation 
Stroman Eclipse is going to catch you. You know, just because we kept hearing about it, like he's the, you know, he holds the record for most consecutive birdies to end a tournament and win. It's this tournament, seven in a row. He just couldn't make a putt coming down the stretch. But I felt really good when Rory didn't get it going early. He didn't get it going until like the back nine, and then he ended up making the double on 17. People were like giving him shit for that, but. Like, that was the other thing the radio broadcast was doing. They were giving Rory shit about going into the water on 17. They're like, I can't believe he tried to go for the pin from that bunker with his lie. It's like, well, Rory's not here to come in third. Rory is here to win. He thinks he needs to get to minus 20 or make as many birdies as possible. He has two holes left. I bet you he's going to go for it. Even if it's a one percenter, he's the going o- for it. The other part of it is a guy like Rory at that stage of the tournament, he doesn't care if like going in the water making a double costs him a top ten. Fifty K. Yeah, it's nothing. He is, he's not Will Gordon. He's almost <laughs> taking that shot to have like the highlight Brooks drive of of last week. Yeah. Like he that's just what he's doing. That is worth more money to him to have like a viral, insane shot going for it, uh, in the situation he's in. Then it going in the water. It doesn't matter. He's not here to protect anything, status, anything. I don't know if there's uh, what his situation would be for number one in the world, but John Rahm and Justin Thomas didn't play well enough to even scare that. No, Thomas missed the cut. Rahm kind of faltered on the weekend, but Bryson also didn't make the run early. And those were the, those. Bryson th- bogey was a happy moment early. He had one early. Happy and, and, he, and he bogeyed the 13th, the par five too, which is really weird. So it was those two and nah, were the three guys that I was scared about. I wasn't super concerned about Brendan Todd. And I'll tell you why he hit every fairway except for one through three rounds. Yes. He is the most accurate player on tour that can happen, but it was a lot like Graham Dillette at heritage the year that Wes Bryan ended up winning where I think he had hit 99% of greens in regulation through three rounds. Like, that's unsustainable. Like, it really is. Like, you're going to miss a fairway or two. And it's funny because he made the triple bogey from the middle of the fairway, but everything was just going so right for him that he hadn't had the hiccups that almost everyone else had. And then, you know, Tim said he was free money, and all of a sudden he doesn't make a birdie the entire day, and that was the end of Brendan Todd. Feel bad for the Todd father, but he's got his two wins this year. I was thinking, if he had won that tournament, where would that put him on, like, Ryder Cup? Like, three wins is a lot of wins. Although maybe his two from last year don't count. Maybe it's just this year. I don't know how that works. And now it's pushed another year. I'm not quite sure how they're scoring well, it. Now well, now they might count. But uh, it's definitely a two-year running total, I feel, for the Ryder ride, Cup, at least on the American side. I believe that. But here's the... Cr- DJ. DJ didn't... No one, anyone could have caught DJ. Just no one and did catch yeah, DJ. No he, one could have caught He him. didn't play why. He made, a, and sometimes you need putting luck. He had an amazing putter. Was that on 10? On he Sunday. Hit, he hit such a sick putt from the uphill on the fringe. Yeah, or like just, at least like four or five feet off the green. Yeah, it, it was a, it technically counted as a chip. And we had a great camera. We had a great camera for but it. It looked pure the whole way. You need that if you're going to win. You need that sort of luck. But he opened the door for everyone to come back and get him. No one had the guts to come back and get him. But the big thing that Dustin did over the weekend that basically no one else did every time that he needed to save par from five feet he didn't lip it out yeah. he made all every single one of them they went in the bottom of the cup i could think of uh two that stand out enormously i don't know if that's the proper for, word. for bogey on the par five on sunday well made the nine foot okay three. so then we'll call that three because we're talking about the par save so that's the greatest bogey save of two on sunday two on sunday just let's go we're fine there was one in the middle of the heater on Saturday, like a 13, 12-footer for par uh, uh, before he got real hot coming home, super clutch, the two on Sunday, and then, yeah, the bogey putt, which I don't even think of. 
If you'd have told me DJ wasn't going, was going to play the two par fives at one over and then not even birdie, I want to say 15? 15, yeah, because he, he should have went in the water. But I, I, oh, my God. Although the result was the same anyway. Result, yeah, the same. Because whether he went in the water or not, he didn't get it on the green trying to pop it up anyway. It like, would have been the same thing. Same thing. And I've seen guys, guys, if you stat track or follow, you go in that water there, you were almost like 80% power from just going in the water there. You're dropping right beside the green. Yeah, here's a quick tip on that hole. Lay up. Oh. And no, not, not Dustin. Everyone. Like, how successful were people trying Bryson to- laid up. Yeah, because I think. It, I, well, the, by the analytics, it tells you to lay up. Because there's, unless you're Lebiota, who did it on like Saturday, he put it to like nine feet for eagle. Like that sort of upside is great if you can make the eagle, but if you just play for birdie, you're probably going to make birdie. You don't short side yourself in the rough on the right and then not be able to get it up on that tier, and then you're parring the hole anyway. Like it's stupid. Yeah. And I'm not, did Dustin birdie nine? Is the short par? Yeah. He birdied Four. nine, ten, and twelve, I think, because he yeah, bogeyed clutch. eight and he bounced back right away. The bet all the all Sunday was full of bounce backs for him after the ugly bogey on the par five, and even when he made the he tied Todd and then he dropped one, and he made got it right back. It was a great just oh I love that. Shout one. out Will Gordon too, amazing, great to see. Got his card for the rest Slayed of the year. Slayed John Rahm yesterday. He did. Slayed him. Just like, oh, <laughs> what was the other big one? Kazire beat the crap out of whoever he played. I don't know. But Will good. Gordon was like a plus 270 on a matchup. I saw Rahm pulling like 333, 350. I had a good week for matchups. Didn't play that many. I played a few like uh, three ball parlays, but I played like four three balls and did like the two parlays. You know what I'm talking about? Like the round yep. robin. So they all paid like 11 to one. They were great. You only need to hit two of them. In I just never know which two. <laughs> enough is enough. The disgusting besmirchment that Golf Channel, PGA Tour Live have for Phil Mickelson is disgusting. What am I talking about? You're still rocking that profile picture. I've been talking about for months. I'm happier to see some people with more little mainstream cred than us finally got on it. But, but, but no disrespect to the chubby folk. He looks like a butch soccer mom. And he's worked too hard to make those gains. Those gains are so impressive. He deserves better. It's Phil Mickelson. I understand, Pat, if they don't want to, in a profile picture, acknowledge Scott Stallings' games. gains because they don't care. Well, he lost his gains. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember him being like a crazy story last, whatever. I'm saying they could take a little extra time to get around to fixing his profile picture. But this Phil Mickelson thing is going on years now. Can we get him with the aviators in his profile pic? I am so pro and him wearing use, aviators. It's, 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 not like, it's not like Phil doesn't end up in featured groups. It's not like Golf Channel doesn't profile his weekend scorecards. It's not like there aren't... Gallons of minions in these buildings. One of you. It's the just one of you. Raise your hand and say, "Excuse me, I can fix this for us." It is the worst player profile picture since early 2010s Tom Brady. Middle part like this. This is this is like a handsome fella here. Like, what are you doing to the poor guy? I get that he's won. It's almost like Phil lost a bet, like a heavy cash game bet, and like because you think he would have the pull or Amy at home. Or the kids like would notice. He's out there playing. I cannot believe it. I it is disgusting. It's a disgusting picture, but it's disgusting that it exists still. 
I'm glad Phil had like a pretty good week. Uh, he, like just looking at his numbers, like he wasn't going to close after having the 36 hole lead. But just following him around the man. on PGA Live and him like, oh yeah, I'm next to these railroad tracks. No, yeah. I know the rule for this one. <laughs> now, now that I'm like pro Phil, it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before I would have been like, this guy's cheating. <laughs> oh my God. Like a pair of Marty Schottenheimer Aves and joggers. Like this guy, I'm obsessed. Oh, I- I'm obsessed. Vi- with Victor Hovland rocking like the knockoff discount store Adidas track <laughs> pants, the two stripe. <laughs> what are you doing, Vic? I'm, I'm obs- uh, Yeah, like you. I've done the, I'm here for this whole Phil thing. And there will be, um, I think even as the broadcast acknowledged, or maybe a- it was radio. He's going to have a moment. Yeah, yeah, of course. Birdie fests won't be his though. It'll be one of those. Nah, it'd be better if he was crafty, like here this week. Crafty, crafty moment, like an open championship. No, see, I crafty. Yeah, you're a gonna, crafty day. I think he can win a birdie fest against a crappy field though. Like if he was here okay, this week, right. he'd have a chance. Okay, so we wants to show up at Wyndham's. You're he right. he no, doesn't fine. though. But but when like, you also when looking at this, so you, why isn't Jordan Spieth at this event? Go whatever. get your fucking win, man. You're, you're he's hitting his irons well. Can't drive the ball for shit, so that doesn't matter this week. But I had this in my notes. Just a question to ask you. You, you need to set a bet that's a pick 'em. Who wins next? Spieth versus it's Phil. a pick 'em. <laughs> you that's who you pick? No. I, I'm asking. Like who is who like where do you hold them now in it? Because I'm never gonna again. Okay, let me ask you he's this. Not, if not I, gonna if, win again. If he I, will if win I again. ran a poll, yeah, and I said, who wins the tournament first? Jordan Spieth, Tony Finau. Or Ricky Fowler, I would I would have I would bet the other guys instantly. But is that not fair? Those two guys to throw them into that bucket? Maybe, maybe the maybe they the, are. Maybe, maybe they they'll are. both be co-champions. This so week. you think I that's a pick'em? Yeah, I think so. You think that? Who do you actually? Well, okay, let's determine who would you rather have in Finau or Fowler? Finau, me too. Well, that's probably the wrong side. Like Fowler will just get so hot with his putter, he'll win. Like he like this week, if he gains like seven strokes putting, he's probably going to win. We just haven't seen it from him. He's also very speed esque, and he's lost the ability to drive the ball at all. Always playing out of trouble. Always want a good moment. This is where you can start a birdie. Where's Ricky on the birdie hole? In trouble. At least with Fina, like Fina's not hitting his irons well, like coming out of the hiatus. He'll dial, he'll dial that. But in. he's just as per usual, same guy. Big Ricky, aka Bullet Tooth Tony, can't play easy holes well. Just mangles easy holes. I don't get it. He's overthinking it. I, I don't. I don't quite get it. Well, I'm gonna get laughs from the back row today because we'll be there later. Okay. Uh, shout out Will Gordon. That's about it. Oh, I want to talk about hedging just very briefly because a lot of new people watching the show. A lot of new people holding web tickets last week, holding DJ tickets this week. Want to know after three rounds if you can hedge? It's unless you get into a situation like we saw with. Phil and Stenson at the Open Championship, where two guys are like seven strokes clear of everyone else, it's really difficult to hedge going into a Sunday. Just yeah. in general, like there's so many, especially at this course Hyper where rare. where 61s and 62s are a yeah. thing. That means that anyone from basically 11 under could technically come back. Because I said, because people wanted to hedge onto Todd. It's like, well, what if Todd doesn't play well? The o- and DJ shoots like 68, and Nah shoots 63, and he wins. Then you lose double your money. The last <laughs> time I hedged on a Sunday morning was like three or four years ago, the Honda Scott versus Sergio. And they were way And ahead. I had Sergio. They were like four or five out. Maybe that was risky. It was a good hedge, A, because I was going to be on an airplane all day. 
uh, and I hedged. The hedge was the winner. And Scott put it in the water like four times too, and still won. I don't even remember that part of part of it, but um, yeah, I, it's an insane. There are so many trap doors. Even like late on Sunday, I'm yeah, like, still paranoid about Bryson getting hot or Streelman getting hot or like. I feel like we could hedge here that like D- Dustin gives one back and it's it was at three strokes and you're feeling good and then Dustin hit it out of bounds and then there's nothing you could do the rest of the day really if you wanted to throw into Streelman Streelman yeah there was a but, point but, where but, felt- there, but there's also a thing too like it's different if you have Todd and Dustin Johnson is two back I think that's a much different situation than you have Dustin Johnson by far the better player two strokes back and then the next closest guy who's like a great player is three strokes behind him. You got to give DJ a chance to go win this for you. That's why you bet on him. And (laughs) in that situation where you have the power player, I would probably not hedge and say, if it goes to a playoff, I can make that decision. You'll get the plus money. Huge plus money versus DJ and a one. Yeah. So if that goes to a playoff, it's what DJ minus 80, 190. I don't think it's that big. 70. I'd say probably like minus 150 plus. I guess because DJ would have wilted it away. Wouldn't even like he had to birdie birdie to get the playoff coming out of the delay. I was convinced DJ was going to put it in the water on that par three. He put it in the bunker, but still, I was just like, what are you doing, man? Well, those are hard. I mean, those are two of the hardest drives on the courses. The 16s, the tee shot with the par three with the water, 17 as the water two. Once he striped it on 17 and, like, hit it off the tee and just didn't even bother looking at it, picked it up and started walking, I was like, all right, here we go. And then 18... Where was that all day? Because that's where the trouble was. Even early where we weren't getting the birdies, um, he was in trouble. But, oh. he, but, but he wasn't hitting driver. He pulls Sorry. out driver. He smacks it 350 straight. He's pulling out like four irons well, he the and hybrids. He hit the like, driver OB on 13. Sh- shot maybe of his day. You have a guess? The, the best shot he hit all day was the drive on 18. That was okay, yes. major league impressive. Number four. Maybe the second or first hardest hole there. He drives it in the thick. Oh, puts rough. it to like five feet. <laughs> four hundred ninety yard par four, dead sort of right. Obviously, has a clear shot at it, but you couldn't even see the ball, and he gets it to five feet like a man. Back to the hedging thing, just for one second. It turned out to be Will Gordon, the guy who ended up making the run from deep odds. But I ended up throwing like a little piece on Stallings. Sung you'll know and Kazire because they were 80, 80, and 100 to one. Like, you're not hedging. You're using a little bit of your capital if you ended up winning, but you're using it on these three long shots that even if they do get into contention, you either get like a two guys in the three way split, or maybe you just get up against those guys and all of a sudden you're fine. Like, it's a very low risk way to give yourself a few more outs if you're really that concerned about it. That's what I did. Yeah. You could have hedged probably on. Like, I'm sure that there was a point where the cash out was 90%. The cash out, the best cash out that I saw. After he hit that birdie on 10. It, it g- gave me up to 26 to 1 at one point. I was like, I want my full 30 to 1. So I bet him 30 yeah, to yeah. 1. I, I didn't put this out Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, to, to bail on it now. To Although I, I felt, now. it's funny because I felt a lot worse about Dustin coming down the stretch than I did Webb last week, which is really strange because Webb had a way bigger chance of losing. Yeah, there are more people that scared me. Neiman, Hatton. I wouldn't have, even if it went to a playoff, I'd have like liked my chances on eighteen of DJ versus uh, Streelman. Streelman, and when your caddy wears the same hat as you, cooler. Like, come on, you're old, but figure it out. Uh, there was one more thing about DJ. I don't even. Uh, whatever. We can. 
is it mm-hmm. Mackenzie Hughes made, I think it was nine times as many feet as putts on the last two holes as Brendan Todd did all day. Mackenzie Hughes, I was right there for that putt he made at 16 at Honda. Honda. He makes 70-foot putts. (laughs) That was such a cool putt. And thank God Streelman, like, didn't get the line because he gave Streelman that line. Well, Streelman started putting like Streelman does when I have money on him coming down the stretch. It's like, oh, 15 feet? Like, not close. Perfect. Thanks. Not not even brushing the edges. Because that's what, who was doing that? Bryson was doing that. All weekend. All weekend. Like, lip outs. Like, he's so. Which brings us to Detroit. Okay. Bryson's the favorite in the field. He's plus 650. Webb is here. Reed is here. Hatton's here. Hideki's here. And Hovland. M, those are all your guys below 30 to 1. Bryson's 6.5 to 1. I think that Bryson is not the favorite in this field. I don't see why. I, I understand. Oh, there's a tax. You're getting the Bryson tax. This is not. The coolest. This, show. Is not, this is not a fair price for Bryson. And the fact that he is priced almost half of what Webb is priced is insane. And that's not to say that Bryson can't win. He most definitely can win. But to say that he has double the chance of winning this tournament as Webb Simpson is crazy. Or three times as better chance of winning a Patrick Reed? Kidding me? You almost hope if Bryson's going to pick the week to win by seven, because we're all just waiting for it, just maybe let it be this one. Sure. Uh, Because it's going to happen. I take such offense to anybody who wants to poke a single hole because he didn't win one of he didn't win in a month. I mean, yes, it's been a while, but he won Saudi Arabia last. He's gone through so many changes, and he's coming out of it like firing pat. Like I don't know whatever the first test was coming out into the new year before COVID. Um, Like, what's the uh, but Phoenix was his first like event event. He came 52nd in Phoenix since, 5th at Genesis, 2nd in Mexico, 4th at API, 3rd at Charles Schwab, 8th at Heritage, 6th last week. And he's still beta testing! (laughs) He's still beta testing! He was getting there, and then we went into lockdown, and he, like, put a new uh, update into the program. I don't, I, I, there's not a negative word. I take offense with negative words. Is the price a little too low for a guy that hasn't won since 2018? I'm not worried about the wins. That, That price just, like, that's... Fine. I can agree with that. Rory in Canada last year numbers. Yeah, that's that's fine. The other part with Bryson is he's even acknowledging something I loved, I think was from the Saturday radio post round. Um, Doesn't matter how many times he's played somewhere before, Pat. Everywhere is new. Everywhere is new. He has no markings. He's hitting these shots from places he's never hit them before. Doesn't matter what he did last year at some of these courses. You know what I'm liking? Are Bryson Masters tickets. Because he's, da- he's down to 16 to okay. 1 to win the Masters. I'm everywhere. And I've said this many times all year. Uh, just as uh, my wife, she's all about, we got to get like a will. So we've been working on a will. I don't know why I need a whatever. Whatever. Peace of mind. Can't put a price on it. Um, all about this will. So finally, we're doing it. We're doing it. It involves like having to pay a lawyer. It's kind of annoying. And talking to this lawyer. And I don't own anything. I don't own anything. You own house? (laughs) No, I own the house, but that automatically goes. Tell me about your possessions. Like, what do you have? Like, laughing. I got, like, 10K on uh, this book, and my street guy owes me four. I got Ladanian Tom, like, some Ladanian Tomlinson memorabilia. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. 
And then I said to him, okay, seriously, I got these Bryson major tickets. <laughs> what if something happens to me in this short period? 50 to 1 at the Masters, 40 to 1 at the Masters, uh, 28 to 1 at both the Open and the PGA Championship. And our lock, stock, and barrel, he's going to win one of them. He's going to win one of them. Watch him not, because if he doesn't win and he continues to play this well, he is just pushing everyone else's numbers up, which That's is fine. great. Cool. I'm talking about those big events. I'm happy. I can't wait to see what they're going to go off at. Um, if I had to rank them in order of confidence, Masters, number one. Agreed. U.S. Open, number two. You could say it's close with the PGA. PGA's third. That's a wild card. It's called a marine layer. I don't know what San Francisco like. It could drive. A, it could break a program. Who knows? Hmm. Uh, so that's why I would order them with that order of confidence. Uh, but I. Oh my God. And they better play this 2020 Masters in 2020 because who for like three freaking years been calling the 2020 Bryson Masters win? You have. That's why we got. That's why we own the tickets. But Let's I, go! I don't want to bet him six. This no, can't th- bet it. This okay. Th- there's something you need to think about strategy-wise with this event, and sometimes it backfires, sometimes it doesn't. This is a web.com corn fairy course. Like you need to go out. I, I realize that going out and making as many birdies as possible is usually a good strategy every week. This course was so easy last year, and they talked about growing up the rough. Maybe that's a bit different. The average drive at Detroit Golf Club last year: 296 yards. Average drive. 13 yards longer than tour average. Uh, driving accuracy, 5% higher than your average tour event. Like, guys are just bombing it off the tee here. It, it's an iron and putting fest, which leads me to believe a long shot's going to win. So. Let's do it. This is, Let's we, back it up. That Let's is, back it that up. That is what I wanted to get to. I know everyone wants to hear, like, oh, who's, like, the hot play? I don't have a hot play this week. I think if it was me and I wanted to go to the top of the board, I would bet Reed and I'd bet Hatton, both at 16 to 1. I think those are fair numbers, they're good bets, and they are precisely the type of guys who should play well at this event. Hatton, when you go and look at his wins outside of API, his ones on the Euro Tour, you know what he wins? Birdie Fests. He won Alfred Dunhill at minus 23 and minus 24. He won the Italia Open, minus 21. That one in the six-man playoff last year mm-hmm. in Austria. He won at 20. Like, he's used to this sort of stuff. And Reed, Reed can go win Birdie Fest. Getting me on Bentgrass? Please. He won uh, in the desert of PGA West. He's won at a Ross course before at the Wyndham. So is Webb, uh, mind you. But uh, if, if it's going to be like minus 23, minus 24, I'd rather those guys over Bryson and Webb. But I don't even th- I think those odds are probably still too short. I think I'd rather I might just pump the brakes and say, you know what? I'll take like five guys, 100 to one and beyond. If one of them comes inside the top five. It's better than hitting a winner at this price. Or you could play it the other way around. You have like Hideki, Hovland, Im. They're all right there. I think those are all fine plays as well, but they're, the max price you're getting is 22 to 1. I don't have enough degree of, like, I would love to bet Hovland. I really would. <laughs> I think he, it, just make a few putts, and all of a sudden you're winning. And maybe he will end up being the guy, but like 22 to 1? It's fair in this field. I don't hate it. It's where I might feel I want to start. I was part of the early crew last week that got the 60s that dropped to 40. Uh, so it's a punch in the gut to have to go this low. Um, it would be Reeder Hovland for me. A lot of confidence in Hideki that he's going to pull a web. But I haven't so, seen so Hide- from what I've seen from Hideki in the last two years, like I've seen from Webb to say, I'll bet him to win. So here's the thing. With Hideki at Heritage, he missed the cut. 
Lost five and a half strokes putting in two rounds. Struck the ball actually really well. It's the most he's ever lost in two rounds. That number got shorter. Yeah, it was 22 in the opened. day. People were happy to get on there. There's like a vibe, like I said, that it will be very web-like off the, off the um, MC. Each of the 20 top finishers at this event last year gained strokes putting. That almost never happens. They all finish in the positives. Which if did you, did you remember the leaderboard here last year? Lashley it was the Lashley. I was I was out of it. I was out of I literally of of the entire summer. An event I paid the least attention to. Thinking about it was this one. I was enjoying someone else's cottage. The only guy who was good who did well. Well, I guess Hideki came thirteenth. Reed came fifth. And then it was like Brian Stewart, Doc Redmond, Nate Lashley, Wes Roach. I'm sure Josh Teeter had a good week. Like okay. I'd rather keep – I'm going to keep backing up. I right. think the only bet here I would consider making is Hovland, and it's simply because I'm, I'm, I'm hot, and it's a peace of mind thing. I like to – if I felt good about the guy last week, I might want to ride that through. I hate seeing the number get crunched. You knew that was going to happen, and his putting, every time you tracked him, there was a putt for birdie. Oh, yeah. But uh, no live chat this week, by the way. Canada today, taking the day off. I'll have a show for Wednesday, but I will not be live. Midweek stat holiday, really annoying. Yeah. Screw them holidays. Although Fuck I would them. argue my wife would probably enjoy it on the Wednesday than the Monday, because it was the Monday, we'd still be doing this. And yeah, I'd be out well, when is, the, when is the 4th of July, like, holiday holidays? Is it the Friday or the Monday? I know it's on, like, it's on the weekend, but, like, when do people take the day off? Or do they just take both days off? I don't know. Maybe now they'll take both. I don't know. But, I, you know, for years when we were at Fantasy, I just railed against any holiday Anybody. being on a Monday. It's like, we can't take Monday off. We, we can take every Friday off all year. We can't take any Mondays off. That makes no sense. We, makes we, no we, sense. We work in sports. Stuff happens on Bro, the weekend, and that's our biggest day. I worked for Marenzi, who would, like, scold at you for, like, talking about Christmas vacation. Marenzi and I are very similar in that way. And I get it. Like, you're in the building. This is a sports network. Like, the biggest games of the year in the NBA and college football are Christmas. There's no time to, for 80% of the office to be missing. And yeah. by 80, like 98. Yeah, or even something like in Canada, Thanksgiving's always on a Monday when the office would close, like week seven of the NFL for Monday. Oh, yeah. like, what are you people doing? Yeah, yeah. So it's me in there trying to, like, run a camera by myself. Terrible stuff. So let's get to this next range. I like it. Yeah, of course you. It has both Ricky and Fino, two guys, two guys who aren't going to win. Uh, Fowler's 33, overvalued. Tony Fino, 33, probably overvalued. Scotty Scheffler is 35. Kevin Na is interesting at 40 to 1. Could bet that. Poston, Bubba's here. He's 45. Harris English, 45. Doc Redman, 45. Then you got Roy Sabatini and Jason Day at 50 and 55 to 1. I bet. Tony Finau at 40. I could have just given you some money. You could lit on fire. Whatever. Think it works here. It could de- listen. It could work anywhere. It's that, kind that's of like, the whole appeal. It's kind <laughs> of like why I like Victor. I really think there's a Puerto Rico open lane. Like vibe this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can't kill you for I do Finau like or Na- Fowler. I do like Na though. Like, does at this po- feel like a Na course? I, Get your irons hot. Make all the putts. Let's and I, go. And if this event was two weeks ago, Scheffler's like 18. Maybe not. No, that's a lie. Um, but you know what? I, he's, he's priced now what he was when we came into Colonial. The, uh, sorry, not Colonial. The first one. Was that Colonial? Yeah. 
where everyone was so excited about him because he was on Instagram posting, uh, winning all the Muni charity events versus uh, Will Victor Z- and Will Zalatoris. <laughs> uh, Bubba is real interesting here. Well, how do you not go back? Well, I mean, he's he played this last year and missed the cut. But it's still a he could it's a wor- flirt with fifty nine every day. It's a, like it's it's a worse number than last week. It gets a substantially worse field, and no one will go back to him this week. No one because it's not above a place. I'm just very intrigued. But he could CC very intrigued. He could win here for sure. He's in a good place. I don't. I like this more. I was a, I happy to have said even on the show. I zigged when everyone zagged on Bubba. I kind of bought into some made up narratives of my own. Um, sort of like, I loved Tim's anti-Bubba narrative. I stole it for all my radio bits last week. Bubba dominates the Travelers because every player worth a, a salt is exhausted from a U.S. Open that he always misses the cut at. He'd always show up refreshed. Uh, anyway, I know it's just you know something to giggle about. I, I don't mind this 45-1. to 1. I mean, if you're looking for a good... He can go nuts low. Most definitely can. The, like problem, the him- problem with this course versus some Wh- of the other courses is that everyone can kind of drive the ball here. Like, there's not a huge advantage to being awesome off the tee versus other courses. Uh, at least that's what it showed year one. Maybe year two is going to be completely different. We can throw all that out. We don't have that big of a sample to make any sort of distinct conclusions. But there's two par fives at this course that anyone in the field can get to and two. You don't need to be Bubba to get there. Like, his, he and Bryson's two biggest things are somewhat mitigated at this course because you're going to have, I don't know, like your Zach Johnsons who can just still get into wedge range every time and go fire a pin. This reminds me a lot of the John Deere Classic. I'm liking Kevin Na the more you're talking about this event. I know, right? And you're excited to get on him for RBC. Two years ago. You know, we missed out last week. We he talked about out, it. And you talked about it. I was like, he's back. Like, he's not. Is he going to withdraw? It? And he's just like maybe a hyper-cautious WD. This sets up for him like nine under three times in four days. Yeah. And it's on bent, like we saw him do it. Basically, how Colonial played out two years ago, or like when he went mental at Greenbrier. Like these are all Kevin Na type places. Like he putted well last week. Hit the irons like okay. We know he can get so fire with the irons, and this isn't a place where his horrible driving is gonna sink him necessarily. And that's a good number for Kevin Na. Let me ask you: uh, if we look back at the past two years, trivia question: uh, 2019, 2020. Bryson DeChambeau, Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler total wins versus Kevin Na total wins. Who was winning? 3-0? 3-0. Maybe 2-0. Greenbrier, I don't know if the Greenbrier's in that calendar, but he's got... You got Shriners and, and Colonial. Yeah. So 2 nothing. Listen. I've got nothing. I got nothing. I've got nothing! I don't know. I, I, so is Kevin Na the play, 40 to 1? I mean, here's the thing. I like to sort of say, nah, there's like a credibility issue. That, nah, that I think some may have even cost him his President's Cup win uh, spot in that they didn't really respect the wins. And even the Greenbrier he won was like a, it's not the Greenbrier we remember. It's it was like the one the that new, after got canceled. the new low-rung Greenbrier that now doesn't even exist. No, it's in the swing season now. Neiman won it this year. They move it. I swear it could be it, gone. It was the first one of the swing season now. You're right. Neiman did want it, and we actually hit on that. <laughs> um, you hit so, so many, Jeff. You forget. <laughs> listen, 
I, I can't even better be lucky than good. Well, as you mentioned, like uh, for first time viewers of the show, like people coming in, yeah, it doesn't always come up red. Sometimes it comes up flat. I lose, lose a lot. I'm good at losing. Yeah, we, we just I, I lost the first twelve events of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you lose, you lose in bunches. Yeah, make the ones count when you win. I remember our time, about Nas wins in a credibility issue, and I don't think winning this would add to the to that. No, I love. I'm a but fan these of the are the guy. kind of tournaments to, he can win. Exactly, and like you said, it's the sort of tournament Jordan should be at. Go win this one. Get get just get the monkey off your back. Go win a tournament. Plus, when we play four good rounds, not one good round or one and a half good rounds, four good ones. So the, the other two guys that I'm very interested in, so like Bubba, I'm going to give him more of a look to. I'm going to still release my betting cheat sheet on Wednesday, like, even though I'm not same. doing the chat. But like Redman and English are I, both at 45. The, I like both of I them know. this week, but I, I don't want Like this number is still good enough. Like it's one thing to say, hey, like if Redman was 22 or something like that, it'd be like, well, that's an insta pass. You're still at 45, and you can't hold his number against him last week. I bet him top 20 last week, and he cashed at 6-1. to one. He was 175-1 to one to win. He was underpriced last week. If Is he properly priced now? No. He should probably be like 60. But if I do think he's going to win, 45 is still a pretty good number. It's just versus okay. like Kevin Na, who's sitting next to him, I have more faith in Kevin Na. <laughs> 100% agree. And to that point, English was a guy whose number I went to look at early, and I didn't touch it because I'm like, I can't get lower hoping to catch something maybe like you 60 probably would have been a lot though uh 60 probably would have been a lot for english because i feel like he was 65 in like the full fields out of the gate like people have been on to him um in general playing great and he is a corn fairy king king in terms of the type of event like he's got to win he'll get hot at one point you just hope he could carry it over does he got you know three days of hot and one day of holding it together that's what lashley did last year it was like 62 63 64 70 and it was good enough to win by six but if 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 english was 60 i'd have already like hammered it but if that's the case then you should bet him at 45 that see that's sort of like the thing just because you missed out on a number in your mind that should exist which doesn't exist shouldn't preclude you from actually taking a guy who you think is going to win i think i'm gonna um i don't think my card will start in front of 40 see that's the whole that's the problem with hatton and reed and these guys at the bottom like that's fine but if i think this is going to be like a complete shootout i'd rather decrease the amount i can afford watching victor lose at 20 to 1 yeah me too just say good for you i am a fan of big dick vic I hope he yeah. wins. I hope he wins this tournament. If he wins without me on board at 22 to 1, I'll be okay. I'll be rooting for him. I'd rather just have more chain, like, bullets. So, does, um, like, Day or not Day. Sabatini, the Donald Ross master? Uh, I, uh, Sabatini never seems to play poorly. No, but he never seems to play so great, great. he wins. So, it's, it's a weird price. Like, he, he's a good, like, top 20 bet. Or what even was top his 10. Odd? 50 to 1. He is, he is, he's 50 to 1. Jason Day is 55 to 1. There's guys like just behind that I'm staring at. So, and you could probably guess a couple. Oh, of. yeah. In the 60 to 100 range, this if you wanted to start here and just take the European Tour All-Stars, you could do that. Because you, you could have, let's look at it here. I mean, you can even throw Hadwin into that mix too as an international. He's 60 to 1. This should be a decent course for him. I like all, every European you're about but to But you name. could have uh, Bezenut. He's 66. Norin 75, Me. EVR is 70, Rafa is 75. Me. Grace, I wouldn't play Grace here. Pass. But like those guys, like they're good players. I'm betting Rafa and Norin. 
I th- it's funny you say that. I think I'd rather take Hadwin and Glover. Glover has Glover. been amazing. The Glove, 66 to He's 1. It's been uh, another good uh, radio interview. Sweet. Feeling good. I, I made bet- some money yesterday. That's actually not a bad. I, I will put this out here. I haven't bet anyone below 100 to 1 yet. I wanted to talk to you first. I, I guess I've talked myself into not nah at this point, but this was the range that I found super intriguing. Because Bezanut can't drive, but he puts and hits irons. That's what you want to do here. Bedusenhout. Bez- no, Bedusen- not, not until he has a top five am I going to learn how to properly pronounce his last name. I saw that Kurt Kitayama and Andrea Pavan are trying to Monday qualify here. Kirk, yeah, I saw there was some book that had odds on it. He was like I know, a five I, to one favorite. When I, when I checked Odds Maker, it was up there. I was looking, look, for, looking for yeah, the odds. I was looking for these odds, and all they had was the Monday qualifying odds on books that I certainly wouldn't know how to access. I like, uh, I like that we saw the same thing. Oh, we were looking. We're of course. I don't know if this is a Norin or Grace course, though. I'd want it to be a bit harder. Because, like, we Raph is more of the birdie party guy. Yeah, Norin is more of uh, like, shit. Like, right. if you like Norin or Grace, why not just double your odds and take Willet? Birdie parties. This event isn't worth Willet's trophy case. <laughs> I'd take it. Literally, the guy, the guy wins the sickest events. This is true. For like, with the limited amount of wins that he has, so he, he has the Masters, he has the BMW PGA, and he won the amazing Saudi event, like the stacked that, one. Yeah, that's the European Tour final. Yeah, he won that. The DB, whatever, whatever, whatever. whatever. Like taking on Rom on Sunday. Rah! I think that was at the PGA, and, uh, the European PGA. Yeah, and he took and the one in uh, in the desert. He took on like yeah. everyone plus Reed yeah. plus. Rory, but, oh. and just ran them down. And then we want to talk about the five. I mean, yeah, and then he's got those, what, like four or five European wins be- from before the Masters. But he's never actually won a PGA-sanctioned event. Masters. I don't consider That counts as a that. PGA win. A PGA win, but, like, I, I, he hasn't won, like, a just run-of-the-mill, like, because this could, I don't know. What's, what do you peg as a winning score? Minus 23. That's where Willett and Norin... Yeah. Will, it's been bad since hiatus, by the way. He's played all three bad. events. He's been bad. shitty. Really Missed the bad. cut in all of them. And he, like, birdied the first three holes last week. Yeah, I, I sent you the thing, like, hey, Will, it first round leader? Are we doing this? Rafa, I could see. I, for whatever reason, I think I like Glover better. Glover is so fire right now. Oh. And he loves easy courses. He's just putting it to four feet every time I was paying attention to him. Yeah, then he'll, he'll make half of them, and you move on your way. EVR, very interesting. I could do just this. Just Tita Green, he's so good. I could do this. Eric. I mean, this is one of those bets where... Oh, you're almost saying this guy makes WGCs. I'll take him versus this field. Well, someone actually... Because 6 of 6 was so... Like, when I read out all the winners at the top, like, all the people who won a lot of money, like, if you had just got a 6 of 6 through last week on DraftKings, or even, like, a high-end 5 of 6 that had DJ... Like, you won a lot of money if you played in some of the smaller contests. Obviously, in the Millionaire Maker, you weren't going to win. But, you know, people play other contests besides that one. But someone constructed a lineup last week, and the only thing that they they showed me, the lineup, the only thing that they went off of was world ranking. Like, fitting it in. They ended up with, like, Shane Lowry in their lineup, who was, like, 7,100. And, like, just take the good players. (laughs) You could blindly. And sometimes you're like, no, no, I want to get sneaky and play this guy instead of playing the good guy. There is a very. It was, like, Louis Day. Lowry, 
you can be very successful at times, and I'm not knocking who did this. I'm not, like, per se calling them a square, but not really knowing the golf and the ins and outs and understanding that the world rankings are... A bit flawed. But ha- what, what flawed. was the only reason I had Satashi Kodaira in a lineup? There. Because he was number 37 in the world rankings, and he was, like, mid-price. Uh Exactly. And my point, you know, sort of, uh, I don't even remember what I was saying. We're talking about Sadoshi Kadaira, what was happening before that, the pricing. So Hadwin, Glover, EVR are my leans in this range. Because all the Sharps don't want to play that. that They scoff at the world ranking lineup. Like they snicker. I'm one of these people. I'm I'm guilty of it myself. Yeah, he's ranked this, but he's actually like the 200th best player in the world. Trust me on that. So. You want to get into these 100 to ones? Because I, I got guys up here. This is where I'm going to invest. Are, we, are I, we more European All-Stars? or, or No. I'm re- are ready we taking for- a recent Corn Ferry champion? Because we're going to crush that one. What, Kirk or oh, List? List. No, I'm off list at this event. So here are guys that I've already bet from 100 to 1 and above with an each way to the top five. I think Harold Varner might win this week. 100 to 1, Harold Varner with the each way. Kyle Stanley. 110 to 1 with the each way. See, woo! Kim, 125 to 1 with the each way. Played sneaky good last week. Couldn't make a putt. Won at Wyndham, also a Donald Ross course. First or last with Siwoo, but he can compete here. Wes Bryan, 175 to 1. You know who has been the best player with an iron in his hand over the past two weeks? Wesley Bryan. Insane. You know who can go out and start dropping putts from <coughs> anywhere at a moment's notice? Wes Bryan. You know who sucks at driving? Wes Bryan. But that means less here because everyone hits the fairway. Just don't put it in the woods, and he can compete at this tournament for sure. Buck 75 to 1. You have more? I mean, I can add some more. I went to go bet Henley, Ryan Moore, and Ben Ann, and none of them are playing. <laughs> Where are you at, Russell Henley? Uh, the other guys that I was looking at, Peter Uline, yeah, has played. We just mentioned Corn Ferry guys that win twenty five under. Uh, his trophies are from wins at twenty five under. How about Matt Wallace? You, when you mentioned European All Stars, uh, guy who wins behind seventy for one, to one. Thing, winning pedigree and can go low. And we've seen some signs because it was really ugly before. It's still pretty ugly. Inconsistent, less ugly. Um, it, it's usually like hot putter or not hot putter has been what it's been with him. But like Troy Merritt has to be in consideration at 200 to one. He's another one of these guys who can just fire up real off 61s. Mark Hubbard just shows up every week. He's like a birdie making machine. Oh yeah. Matt Wallace loves it. But if you look on fantasy national, look at average strokes gained by round difficulty, Matt Wallace, not the best at average difficulty courses or difficult courses kills easy courses. Yes, Paul. Any love for T dunks this week? Oh, I'm dunk pretty- dunks has been playing well. He's been playing well. I was thinking, uh, what's the, uh, the John Deere classic. He played well there. So did Varner. They were part of my squad. Maybe a top 20 on Michael Kim. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Michael Kim, probably a bit much. Top 20. No. Lanto. What's Lanto at? 140. I, I don't mind the guys in this range. You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I betting Bryson at six and a half? Like, you either bet Bryson at six and a half to one and bet no one else, or just take a collection of like eight the of these losers. The amount of money I would have to put on Bryson, it would be like a three-star NFL Sunday bet. Yeah. Compared to this. And let, let's say you put, I don't know, let's say you bet $10 on Vern. Let's say it's a $20 bet and you play the each way. 
So you get $10 on Varner to win. $10 pays $1,000. You get $10 on the each way at 25 to 1. The each way pays four times as much as Bryson's outright. Any love for your boy Charo? I looked into old Chucky Schwartz. Uh, Chesson? Chesson. Snapping them? Chesson's a bit interesting. Just because he's so such a good ball striker. I don't know. Now I'm just looking for like guys that have first-round leader, like sick pedigree. Yeah, they, maybe yeah, they the can guy, hold it. At this event, maybe they can hold it for two or three more rounds. Seb Straka. Seb. So... I'm just looking at birdies are better gained over the past 50 rounds. Van Royen's up there. He's fifth in that. Maybe Van Chesson Hadley's ninth. Oh, Munoz is the guy. Irons have been firing. Usually he's a very good putter, but he has not been recently. So maybe that flips back and all of a sudden Munoz is looking good. He's been horrible. What's, what's his number anyway? Once 150s, just under Kazire there. I'm going to get in on Munoz at 150. At, what's that? How about Kazire though? He was he had four rounds under the, in the 60s last week, and uh, and placed uh, six six last week. You're looking to get rid of all that rollover money, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally placing rollover bets right now. So he, the first he, four that you said that you had bet, I'm just you know. So before his sixth last week at Travelers, I won a seat into the 555 this week. Had a great showdown day on Sunday because I had Kazire and no Brendan Todd. After I saw that Cuss was like, yeah, he's definitely going to win. Get off, Brendan Todd. So sixth at Travelers. Miscut, miscut, 68th, 61st, miscut, 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 68th, 58th, miscut, 42nd, miscut, 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 miscut. Tough run for Kazire. Maybe last week he just figured it out, but he gained 5.6 strokes on approach believe is that the most he's ever gained no uh, when he won sony he gained 6.9 when he came second at shriners six years ago he gained 6.8 uh, i'm not really buying into old pat and kazire this week maybe to my detriment but munoz is the one i'm gonna bet i think that's i the- wish putnam had any kind of pulse but he's been horrific yeah he's been bad horrific uh i don't know they did a uh, PGA tour, did a cool behind-the-scenes profile on Harry Higgs, just chilling out, drinking his vodka sodas. Harry Higgs <laughs> rules. I wish he was better. <laughs> like, he's good, but like I wish he was like awesome. Yeah. He'd be perfect for golf. <laughs> so, strategy-wise this week, I'm going to go complete fade at the top of the board. Take some long shots. Enjoy the winnings that we've been rolling in. Maybe we get lucky. If we get lucky with one of these guys at like a buck fifty to one, rich. I want to ask you if you're happy I didn't ask you about someone, but then I'd be asking you about someone. So you want to bet Bo Hostler, do you? <laughs> Hunter Mahan in the field. Does it, he had a similar, when you were explaining a player, I'm like, well, that kind of sounds like Bo Hostler. Bo Hostler, who? Wesley Bryan, except he's not hitting his irons. Wes like, Bryan, no, Wes <laughs> Bryan led the field in strokes gained approach last week by two strokes. Actually? Yeah. I'm betting him. He gained almost 10 strokes on approach, and he couldn't make a putt. Wes Bryan makes putts, man. Bang him. Yeah, we're betting him. We're betting Wes Bryan. I, yeah. already, I already did oh, bet Wes well, Bryan. I am. C.T. Pan's playing better, too. The Panimal, who won at Heritage, second at Wyndham. These are the type of courses he can play in. 225 to one. Did we just overlook Hadwin? 
No, I said had one. I no, said, I know you brought him up, but I did. I like this. No, you were too busy talking about Norn. Yeah, and Norn and, and Rafa. Yeah, no, I outside of Glover, I think I like Hadwin the best of those guys. Okay, one more question. Keegan. Late add to the field after missing. I, I can see it. I don't love betting on Keegan. He has one win in 10 years. <laughs> and it was a FedEx Cup event somehow. Amazing. <laughs> But it's a tough go for him. Like, you could bet Grayo this week if you wanted to. Like, this is the sort of event that he could win if he has. I'd rather bet. This is the reason that I say the long shots, because so many birdies need to be made, that means you're betting on someone's putter this week. Like, no one's going to win this event by, like, being equal with the field putting. So, if you get the guys who gain the most, like, opportunities gained, set up birdie chances, just hope one of them catches a hot putter and you score big. And if Bryson wins by 10, then Bryson wins by 10. Like, whatever. You don't need to invest. If you don't have a strong feeling about a tournament, you don't need to bet just because there's something to bet on. I know know we're guilty of that sometimes, but I'm trying to be better, Jeff. Yeah, of course. I thought this year I've been more methodical with my cards as a whole. And I'm actually winning more with less names. So, yeah, me too. um, That works. Like, and we, I've got to, um, I'm just waiting for a Sunday, not going to lie, like I'm just waiting for a Sunday with nothing to do in terms of like a sweat. Yeah, this Because nice. even the L uh, at Colonial, we had, had Sander and Bryson down the stretch, and I had felt Rose. great, <laughs> and whatever, it didn't break off, and even though we didn't win, like I was so happy golf had such an amazing first weekend back, I, I was just as happy as a pig and shit anyway. Um so yeah, I'm happy. I don't know. Roulette could hit double zero, but if it does, that might also mean you hit a hundred to one. Yeah, that's the other part because we've been talking about it for weeks. Like week twenty to. I mean, Burger hit at sixty, but twenty basically twenty five to one to forty to one has been the range. No, but twenty. I'll go the twenty to sixty even. I guess you could be right. Shorter, like twenty to fifty. Even, there's there haven't been very many like forty five. So it's been like sub thirty five, like twenty to forty five, thirty five. Or above, like 60 or above. Hatton. Hatton was 60, Berger was 60, and then the rest were like 33, 28, 30, 22, that range. Like, if you really want to make a card of those guys this week, you could go Sungjae, Finau, Fowler, Scheffler, Nah. That could be your card. Those are your five guys. Listen, I'm worried someone's going to break the bookie because someone showed me their tickets and, like, my friends, we all made the bet. Like, you do not want you and all your friends to go in on a golfer on the same street book. Yeah. It will end horribly. You won't get paid is what will happen. You do not. You'll be like, you can bet this golfer, but do it at a different book. Because if we all win here, you guys aren't going to be able to pay us. And the, I'm talking about good, good street guys, especially with no football running or baseball running. Like, I know a guy that might be broken right now because of some screenshots people sent me. Well, and I'm worried about it. That's why you use reputable places like DraftKings Sportsbook if you want to make wagers. You know why? They got the money to they pay out. They got the money to pay out. You <laughs> and, do like, not. And right away. <laughs> yes. You've never not literally. No one pays out faster. No. Shows up in my PayPal instantly. It's perfect. I love it. It's put right With there. the exchange juice, too. I love it every oh, yeah, time. No tax? Exchange juice? We're good to go. So, quick picks for the week. I believe after this conversation, I will start my card at Kevin Na, 40 to 1. 
I will give some consideration to Hadwin, Glover, and EVR uh, at 60, 66, and 70. I might take one of those guys. I'll give a deeper conversation uh, when I dig into the analysis a bit more. I'm talking to Raza tomorrow again on the show to the Redmond English Bubba tier. Maybe one of those guys, but nothing confirmed. I'm definitely going to bet nah. After that, I don't really know. Other than that, above, with the each way to the top five, Werner, Stanley, C. Woo, Kim, Munoz, and Wes Bryant, all from 100 to Wallace? 100. I'm I'm Wallace? Because I'm thinking about Wallace. Right. I'm thinking about Wallace. Where's Wallace? Uh, for me, bets. Where's Wallace, String? Uh, I came into the show with two bets in uh, Finau and Rafa. I'm shocked you haven't bet Ricky yet. This is the best value you've gotten on Ricky against like a shitty field in ages. I guess the 60s that I pulled at the Heritage, this is essentially the same thing versus this field. The, Maybe better, you could argue. The, better? This might be I think that there's more value on Ricky 33 to 1 this week against this field than there was at 60 to 1 at Harper Town, yes. Don't. You have to remember though, Ricky because he is the rocket mortgage guy. Someone told me that's ended though. I mean, he's in those commercials and it's not ended. Why else would he be here? Uh, great question, because he's a guy trying to find his game, maybe too. He, maybe, he's, maybe that commitment is over. I thought it was still ongoing. But like we saw at the Farmer's Insurance Open for years, Horrible. like he has so many commitments yeah. that he has to do. And maybe, that, maybe this will actually help him. The COVID. It, the COVID, time, like no one can no, be there. There's no pro-am. There's no part Thursday night. Did you see what they're airing on Wednesday? No. Uh, they have. Where? On Golf Channel. Uh, Bubba, Werner. Someone and someone, maybe Ricky, forgot who it is. They're playing like a charity event. The Golf Boys? Remember when Ben Crane and, and Hunter Mann could hang with Bubba and Ricky? Yeah, it's not happening. And Crane. film content? Ben, 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 still, ben Crane probably owned the camera. <laughs> uh, but they're playing this like weird nine-hole charity thing as a part of like their practice round, and Golf Channel is airing it on Wednesday. Why, Why not? not? Yeah, we can see the course a little bit. It'll be cool. I was hoping to see a replay this morning, and they were just airing old big breaks. I wanted to relive, like... Was it the Tony Finau big break? He won no, that, I think. I, speaking of Tony Finau, my turn. Uh, the bet's in. Tony Finau, Rafa. I really like Kevin Na. I think I will bet Kevin Na. Four-star max play bet Kevin Na. I'm tempted by Lucas Glover and EVR. Okay. I've kind of been talked off Norin because it's just... Have you been talked into Wes Bryan? This win is like the opposite profile of every Norin win. Agreed. You want like bad conditions, yeah, you lots of like, rough. You want like the French Open at Le Club National, like I'll bet Alex Norin. Uh, I don't feel like this is it. This is more like a Rafa setup. At the 100 to 1, I'm in on Wes and I'm in on Wallace and I'm going to bet Varner. Get on Munoz too. Why not? 150 to 1. I don't feel that one as much. Oh, yes. I bet you you're going to get some. Oh, no, because Neiman's not here. I really want to bet Neiman this week, too, when he's not playing. What do you think he would have been? Why would it be 25? much shorter than Hatton? I guess Hatton, Hatton won and came second. Hatton's the 17th ranked player in the world. He's won two of his past five starts. I forget about the other. I mean, I don't forget <laughs> about Bayhill, but. Uh... And he almost just won Heritage. And he's also, as we get into the one and done portion of this, coming off three zeros in a row, Jeff. Dustin Johnson winner. Tim, Tim is taking Terrell Hatton as his one and done, by the way. I'm looking at the... I printed out the sheet for us right now. I'm, I've almost caught up to Tim after my big win. So he is taking Hatton. I'm going to take Kevin Na as my one and done. So it's up to you. 
Coming off a zero with Colin Morikawa. Embarrassing. The only zero of his career you've managed to find it. I bet you got him last week, so it kind of feels like the I same. I went Stenson, Webb, M, zero, 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 three weeks in a row, or three events in a row. I'm so bad at one and done. I'm just trying to win our bet. <laughs> You're behind. You're at 1.8 well, million. I'm at 3.1. Tim's at 3.3. I'm also behind in our, our draft we did with Ben and Rick. Yeah, but Dustin got Jeff. you a win, though. But my Stenson co- has zero dollars for me. Okay, Rick had a var- a very good strategy going into it, being all the guys that were playing. But this COVID thing made his strategy so much better and mine so much worse. <laughs> Losing a major and WGCs like disappearing, I was just taking all the super elites. So you guys were like leaving me. They don't play all the time, and now some of them have COVID and some of them never play. Fratelli has COVID now, so that's also the thing to watch out for too. Like well, the, I enjoyed your chat on Wednesday in the heat of the COVID. Uh, yeah, that's right moment. when it broke. Like, what do you? You have to act like it's going to go on. I expected it to go on, but I wasn't going to be crazy enough to not hear everyone talking about like. All it takes is just a little push from the outside of the PGA, from Washington or wherever it might be, from the network itself. Washington, whoever it might be, someone with a lot of power who controls a lot of the money, saying, "You know what? You're not playing golf anymore." Then they're not playing golf anymore. There's a guy with a lot of power that's in Washington, and I think he loves Yeah, golf. I think he likes golf and <laughs> likes watching it. <laughs> he wants people to go to his yeah. myriad courses. Yeah, he wants to show life's normal. There's people playing golf with no fans. Um, I, I hope. I think it'll take a, a no, three a week. If three go down this week, they're not canceling it. No, no, I, I don't think so either, but we'll, we'll see. I just hope, hope it doesn't happen is all and I'm going to say. You know the saddest thing? I was Who's your one and done? The weather delay wasn't going to get us golf in. I know, I've probably already burned No, it. you have not used Fino. No, I'm not using Fino. He's not playing well. I'm going to just be crazy. Rafa. Rafa. Cabrera. But I was worried. Oh, Pat- did, you, did you agree uh, when Tim and I were talking about how we're actually going to finish this one and done? Masters will be the last event? Yeah, I don't care. Okay. I'll play by whatever rules you guys decide. Well, that gives you more time to catch up. <laughs> um, as I was uh, saying, I was worried they weren't going to be able to finish yesterday. And then, like, is that like two more COVID tests Dustin has to pass, like, be allowed to play? Oh, yeah. Because you just never know. Like, what if he woke up tomorrow and didn't pass, like, the Monday morning test? What else did I have on my sheet? I had something else. Oh, yeah, last thing. Fox gave up. Interesting. The USGA. So they give up the US Open. Uh, it's now going back to NBC. I don't like this. I like the Fox coverage. And whether you like it or don't like it, I think it's important to have an outside voice like Fox in the mix of golf broadcasting because they just, CBS has done the same thing for 35 yeah, yeah, years. Yeah. NBC has basically done the same thing for 25 years. Their broadcast has not evolved. It has not changed. Fox's wasn't great, but it got better every year. They were trying And they things. tried a yeah. whole bunch of different things. Yeah. It's like the XFL. Like the XFL is not great football. But their broadcasting style influenced the NFL enough to change it. They're like, oh, we could do that. And like Fox was using like cool jibs, the bunker cams, the mics everywhere. And they were kind of like the leaders in showing as much as possible. They weren't going to commercial. They were getting a title sponsor. Like stuff like that is important. The problem with them is they paid way too much for it. And I don't want to besmirch the U.S. Amateur or the Women's U.S. Open, but no one fucking gives a shit. No one's watching it on TV. They watch the Men's U.S. Open, and that's it. And the only other chance they had to perfect any of their technology was, like, the Franklin Templeton shootout. Like, as a part of that deal, they should have gotten a Rocket Mortgage, a John Deere, like, two more events during the year. 
to cut your teeth a little bit and be ready for it. But like as you pointed out, they basically don't even they have to go and hire CBS's crew to run this. I imagine, yeah, they freelance crew and cameramen from the other things because they're not getting like their NASCAR directors to work golf. They, bu- they might. I mean, okay, in that case, maybe they are. And to something you brought up. I think there's just an when you are not running golf week in week out. I think the infrastructure charge that like CBS and NBC are already paying. I've already just because the overhead that they for their infrastructure that exists. Uh, I think it's just a whole burden on Fox. And then you kind of said it. I think it became way more than they had to chew when they had to commit to the amateur and the women's. And no disrespect, but they don't. But it they don't draw a, TV ratings. They just it don't. just became a burden. I think. They paid the, too. They paid too much for it, to begin with. And then it's not that having to broadcast those was a bad thing. It's just they can't sell sponsorships on it to recoup their money. And it's expensive to run golf broadcasts, especially when you were doing what they were doing. You because it's not like if you had a John Deere Classic or a Rocket Mortgage, you don't have to go all in with production for the U.S. Open. You do have to go all yeah. in for production. So that's shitty. But I like the outside voice that was in it. I, well, the broadcast itself was like good in some spots, terrible in some spots. Like I like Joe Buck; he shouldn't be doing golf. We got an interesting little run. It like started. Darren, Cl- Darren Clark was good on their broadcast. Mm-hmm. I like cutting to cutting to Shane Darren. Bacon. I like I like Shane Bacon a lot. Yeah, no, but, they did a good job. But yeah, I don't know. They started. Listen, they started at Chambers Bay with Holly Sanders' tits. <laughs> Is that what they did? Yeah, I, like, I'm just that's where it began. And what, we had that, then Oakmont, then I guess a couple Brooks wins, Pebble. and here we are. Yeah. The Brooks one, Aaron Hills, In they would have done. Yeah. Uh, interesting. You're right. It's disappointing because I everything you said, and it's more than they can chew. And I guess as our buddy Tim was alluding, um, they probably the NFL monies are coming up. Got to get that NFL. So a bit just, more important to get the NFL than whatever, your one yeah, golf event. Whatever year. it costs, every hand on deck, every dollar in the coffers, as they would say. Now, there is a flip side to this. Because NBC has everything going on, and obviously NBC owns the golf channel, and they have this NBC Gold, the digital deal with everything. And they, the players debuted something pretty cool. The players debuted the we can watch any player at any time. Maybe we get that for the U.S. Open because they don't have the Open Championship to cover this year because it's canceled. They can invest all. That's probably a part of this, too. They lost the British Open. Like, yeah, we need we need a major. But we also lost TNT. Not that they did anything great, Uh, but I'm just saying we're back to just our standard two. Two voices. Maybe they'll hire us for the alternate broadcast. If they knew what they were doing. You could charge for that. Not to say that we're a draw to it, but for a major, people playing head-to-heads, people playing DraftKings lineups, if you had to pay five bucks a tournament to follow along with who you wanted to follow along for, I don't think it really matters who the commentators would be. I'm just pitching us as the people. Uh, People would pay for that. I would pay for that, for sure. I'd pay more than five bucks, too. Oh, we've spoken about this many times. You pay a hundred bucks a Chargers game. Uh, they, 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 They sell these things like they're trying to find the public median price. They don't know what a weak soul like me would pay per game if they demanded it. Oh, and the big part about it, too. Like, it, I don't want to pay for golf TV or the PGA Tour Live because I'm not getting what I want to see. I don't care to see two groups in the morning. Like, that's great and everything, but, yeah. like, I, I want to see if I have a bet that's Hank Lebiota versus fucking Brant Snedeker. I want to see that par putt on 18 that he missed to what I thought was a push the bet, but I actually played it incorrectly and played it with the tie, so I lost the bet. But I still want to be able to see that and be able to sweat that the entire time. 
Because the only people that would pay for something, like I'm talking about, are people with money down. And people with money down will pay anything to watch what they have bet on. When you're betting what you're betting, like, what, $5 to watch it? Are you kidding me? 10 bucks to watch it. Probably sell it, too. I'm just, yeah. Anyway, mini rant over. They'll do it. I apologize for not having, like, strong conviction in picks. Maybe Kevin now will just go win. Wouldn't that be great? We can't get that lucky, can we? Hit a turkey. That would be pretty impressive. I, I don't know. I'm expecting to have a free uh, I, Sunday. I would say lucky over impressive, but hey, maybe it was Brian. I'm expecting a free Sunday. Maybe a Siwoo week. Feeling good about everything. I always feel good at this time of the week. I felt really good yesterday, uh, Sunday morning. I even said to my buddies, I feel so good about this. It's probably a bad thing. I felt good about it, too. Like, until until I good. didn't, and then I was sweating hard on the back. It kind of got annoying. And then my buddies aren't, like, even a golf fan, even if it's 18. On 18! On 18! Message me to say... Nice win. No, no! Like, uh, Dustin fucked us up at the U.S. Open once, didn't he? But, but he doesn't know golf, but he remembers that. Like, Dustin has that. Like, label. People that don't know the sport. Hmm. Well, let follow it. It was a horrible moment. Jeff Feinberg. Follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17. You can follow me at the PME. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Be doing giveaways on Twitter, likely on Wednesday. My betting card will also come out on Wednesday. The live chat canceled this week. National holiday for me. I will have my debut, the top 200 fantasy football players of 2020 with some pretty amazing guests. You're going to want to check that out. Tuesday, Ben Raza, DraftKings picks. Uh, you can find everything in the description of this video and podcast, including the PME open link. Suggest you go get your spot right now before it fills. And fantasynational.com slash mayo gets you 20% off. I read off all those names at the beginning. A lot of those people, Fantasy National members. You become one too. Maybe you'll be a winner. Not a guarantee, but I mean, it can't hurt, right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching. Smash the like. I'll see you next time. Yeah, man, experience! Experience!